Hello, everybody, and welcome to the High on Soccer podcast with your host, me, Dylan Monroy. And today we got Ahmad Tabaza in the house. What is good, everyone? The only Arab who actually supports Qatar in the Gold Cup, mind you. Isn't that true, Ahmad? Bro, it's coming home. What do you. That's, okay, that's, when, okay, let's not, let's right. not even get into it We're going right to jump now. into it right away. Okay, <laughs> so hold on a sec, guys. Today, we're going to talk about the Gold Cup and the Gold Cup bracket. So, what do we got coming up? We got USA versus Jamaica in the quarterfinals. Qatar versus El Salvador. Mexico versus Honduras. Costa Rica versus Canada. And basically, what this bracket is, bracket is setting up for is a mexico versus usa final at least that's what i think is gonna happen unless ahmad over here thinks qatar gonna get past el salvador in my opinion is gonna beat the united states national team tell me more about qatar ahmad so um at the beginning of uh, this tournament, I did understand why no one was going to go with Qatar as a choice. Because no one even knew that was a country? They definitely know it's a country, but maybe, I mean, as far as their national team and their soccer team, they don't know too much about their players. And, you know, we've spoken about this the other day. I don't think that it has uh, much to do with uh, anything more than the fact that they're just getting good and they've only have been getting better recently. Uh, Qatar, as I've said it in the beginning of this tournament, they are the champions of Asia. Asia is a much bigger continent. They have some really good teams in that continent that you can say are better. Japan, Australia. That are better or um, at least as good as the United States or Mexico, who are the best two teams in this continent. That we're going to find out. And, and that's the whole no, thing. No, let's be honest. Japan, Iran, uh, South Korea, or Mexico, or the United States. Those three teams are much better than Mexico and the United States. So He is claiming so, Qatar so is better Qatar, than Mexico if, and no, the United States. I'm not saying States. that, but I'm saying that Qatar has already proved that they're better than those teams in Asia. Now, if they come to a continent like the uh, North American continent, you do have teams like Mexico and the United States, but there's a couple of issues here. Number one issue, you have Qatar, they're playing with starters. They have uh, more experienced players. Their players are not scrubs, as I've been saying since the beginning of this tournament. Their players play in top clubs. Uh, most of their players play in one Qatari club, actually, it's called El Sadd. El Sadd is coached by Xavi Hernandez. They have a very good style of play. Uh, another advantage that I say the Qatari team has is uh, chemistry. Those players have been playing together ever since they were 12 years old, and they've been getting coached under the same coach ever since that time. So chemistry, experience, uh, you know, uh, style of play, and the fact that the United States is not given this competition uh, the importance is obviously going to make me consider Qatar as as a prospect for winning this and taking it home. Not home, but you know what I mean. Taking it home. Yeah, okay, dude. It's weird. You, it's, you, even, it's even weird to me, honestly. You, but, you forget. I mean, why, would they, why would they invite Qatar to the, to the Gold Cup? I mean, that's, that's one thing. All right, man. Let's just it's, be real. The Gold Cup is entirely filled with 
Qatar Airways all over the place. So it's pretty clear how they are there. They're paying the bill. And but, but and you know what? The thing, here's the thing. It's not. This is not new. This is uh, this is not something new. Like Qatar is not the first team ever to get invited into uh, a, a continental uh, tournament that's not theirs. So it's happened before. So my issue is, is uh, even if it's not Qatar, even if it's Japan, like why? You know, how do I feel about Japan winning the Gold Cup? It's kind of weird. It, it is. You know, imagine weird, Japan honestly. winning the Copa America or the uh, Spain winning the Copa America. You know, it's still kind of weird. So yeah, I mean, and, I I agree with it. But if we're gonna talk from a tactical standpoint, if we're gonna talk about what's on the field, I think Qatar has a chance, man. And 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 they've been and they've proved it. I think their first game in the group, they they tied. But I think, you know, they were just kind of getting used to the North American style of play. And it's their first game in the tournament. And it wasn't a bad team. And then the the other two games, they've played really good. And we've watched their games the other day. And uh, I think I think Qatar can, can do something in this. Um, the only other team that I think could possibly do something, as much as I would love the U.S. T- to take this, but I think my my two top uh, picks would be Qatar and uh, Mexico. I I definitely think um, Qatar is a is is a is a force to be reckoned with here in the Gold Cup. Like I uh, I am one of those individuals who believed that Qatar wasn't quite capable of doing something like this. Of course you were, <laughs> and. Uh, I I was watching the game with Ahmad, and I know three great goals, well thought out against what was it Honduras? Yeah, yeah Honduras. Yeah, and it and it was well. All the goals were good, all of them, and the talent is there. You know, to 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 watch players that I've never seen before from a league that I've never even basically heard of. It's it's really cool to see um uh, to see a different country. I suppose you know compete against countries in North America. I'm not so high on the whole like invitational for a North American cup because I think that you know, if you want to be the champion, the champion of your, you know, CONCACAF in this case, it should be a team in CONCACAF. It's kind of it's kind of unfortunate that uh that in the Copa America they're inviting teams so that they can fill in spots and they're also doing that now in right. North America. When you guys can just have a combined tournament that can bring in a lot more money for actually both of the continents because of the American market and the Canadian market. And actually even Mexican TV channels would pay a lot more money to have these teams there. So I would I would want to have a... I would want to see a combined tournament rather than inviting teams because I think that that does take something away from the tournament. As great as it is for Qatar, I'm sure this is going to help them a lot going forward, especially with them hosting the World Cup and you know their whole soccer project year. that they have going on there. So I think I think it's good, but I think uh, as a North American continent, we need to figure it out with South America, and we need to figure out how we can have a joint Copa America, which includes let's say about 16 teams, and those 16 teams, so six teams from North America, 10 teams from South America, and that would be a tournament that could rival the uh, European tournament. That's that's what I think. And and you know what? Let, let's get just dive into that a little bit more because I don't like necessarily Qatar being part of this North American Cup called the Gold Cup. 
not a big fan personally, but I am, however, a huge fan of combining CONMEBOL teams, which includes Argentina, Brazil, Colombia, and those teams from South America with CONCACAF, with Mexico and the USA. But let's be let's be fair here, man. Like, whatever teams go to this tournament, like the Copa Centenario from a few years ago, the team, don't you think the competition would be dominated by the big countries like Brazil, Colombia, and Argentina? Argentina and Colombia, I mean, Argentina and Brazil alone it would still will be, be better. It would still be a lot better for us. You got to look at the positives that we can take. So what's the point of, okay, so before you take away from us being involved in a much stronger tournament, you have to look at what we're gaining right now at the moment with the the turn the the gold cup right now yeah so we're uh, not okay. really gaining anything with the gold cup you know what and and that's fair assessment because i think what we're getting what we're getting out of the what we're getting out of the gold cup we're not even playing starters right we're not even right right we're not we even do, basically i mean long story you, short long story <laughs> short we don't have anything here in north america as far as like a yeah. continental championship that somebody even cares about and you know what i'm just gonna say it we haven't had that in a long time. You know what? We haven't yeah. had that in a yeah. long time. And you know what? It's bullshit. Yeah. So, <laughs> long story short, let's just say it for what it is. It's, you know what? I, it's I, bullshit. Let's I've been join st- Copa America. Let's lose. <laughs> let's get out of group stages against Brazil and Argentina rather than sending our MLS players to a tournament like this that Qatar is going to end I up totally winning. I totally agree. Qatar is going to end up winning this and it's going to be an embarrassment. If Qatar does it, Mexico is. And if Mexico doesn't win it, it's even going to be a catastrophe. Let me tell you why. Because Mexico already lost the final against the United States less than a month ago. So now, if they can't even win this tournament, it's going to be the end of their coach. Mexico, I mean, their confidence is going to be, like, extremely shattered by this whole, uh, you know, losing two tournaments. You know, they're not really... I don't think that... I don't think Mexico's confidence will be shattered unless, at all. Unless, unless, unless the Mexican Olympic team does something in the Olympics. And I saw them yesterday against France, and you know what? If anyone can save Mexican soccer right now, it's that Mexican Olympic team. I cannot see anything else. Like, I mean, Mexican soccer, it's that Olympic team, or well, I, don't know, I don't know where it's going to go from here. At the moment, we're, you know, we're, we want to talk about the Gold Cup tournament. We'll get to the Olympics. We'll get to the Olympics because I think there is something there as far as that. But um, as far as the Gold Cup goes, the Gold Cup, in my opinion, has not been the tournament uh, that the United States give value to. As a fan, as a fan, I feel like we just don't care anymore. I feel like years ago, back when Giovanni Dos Santos scored that ridiculous chip goal over Tim Howard, I think it was like 2012, 2011. That's like the biggest memory that yeah, anyone probably has. Exactly. That is when, in my opinion, the United States and Mexico took it seriously. But now it seems like the United States is solely focused on the World Cup and they they're not paying attention to anything else. They're using MLS players, domestic players, to grow their league. And I think it's fair as long as it continues to be the way it is. Playing teams like Jamaica and Honduras and El Salvador, no knocking against those teams. But the talent from those countries is not as high as, say, the United States or Mexico. And I think that these teams aren't challenging enough for our United States players. And... With the combination of Copa American teams, which is Argentina, Brazil, like I've said before, those 
it will raise the level of uh, intensity for the United States to be, um, you know, getting there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, a team like uh, Qatar, when they play in a tournament like this, like I said, it's going to be good for them because they're getting that intensity uh, from playing against bigger teams. It's going to help them in the World Cup. What I'm saying here is I get that the United States is putting all their focus on the World Cup. And it's kind of sad to think about it this way because in a continent like North America, it shouldn't be that big of a deal to make the World Cup if you're the United States. But I get it. We didn't make it in 2018. We got to focus on it this time. But we still have to figure out a way to increase the level of competition. We're not playing strong friendlies against Brazil, against Argentina, against Spain, against France. We haven't been playing those friendlies in a long time. And you know what? Sometimes it's hard to play. It's hard to play these friendlies. And even when you do play these friendlies, sometimes it's not even with the same intensity that you get with playing, you know, an official game. So combining with the Copa America is something serious. It's something that the United States Soccer Federation needs to do as soon as possible. We need to figure out a way to get this done. I'm sure that it shouldn't be that difficult to convince the South American federations to do this because they will be making a lot of money. And if there's one thing that South Americans want from soccer, it's a lot of money. You give it to them and they'll do it. Look, look, that's the thing though. Okay, right now, CONCACAF gets a certain amount of money and it distributes it amongst CONCACAF teams. Now, if you combine two federations together, there's going to be a big pool of money. And how is it that those smaller countries, so we don't have to invite Qatari teams, bro? When you make when a you bracket. when you talk about when you talk about country, okay. Asia is 40-something countries, 50-something countries. Africa is, you know, a huge continent as well. All, even Europe. But, if, but, if, but look, if, let if, me just, if you I wanna, just want to get into that. You're right. Asia has an insane amount of countries. And, and even the travel time is way harder. Right. But what, the money isn't going to those teams like Taiwan or anything. I don't know what other no, 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 no. teams let me they tell got. You, let me tell you how it goes. Let me tell you how but, it goes in Asia. How it goes in Asia is you, if you're good enough, you qualify to the tournament. And if you're not good enough, like, for example, I'm from, I was born in Jordan. Palestine is my original country. These, both, both of those countries, both of those countries have not made it to the, to the Asian uh, Cup many times. Actually, Jordan has only made it four times, and they've only been well, recent that's the times. Thing. How is it that the money so, gets distributed evenly from the big teams it sh- to it the should lower not, teams? It should not. It should not get. It should not get. So distributed. they can develop their 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 soccer. They, because that's the is, same problem that's going to happen is, here in North certain, America. There and is a South certain. America. There is a certain amount of money that the Asian Federation dedicates to uh, each individual domestic federation for them to develop you know, the whole soccer program in the country. That's I think that's more like from FIFA. But if you want to talk, and, and FIFA helps a lot with this, but if you're a country, you should also, there's a lot to be done. So 
you know, you have to figure out ways about how to get the government to invest in your uh, federation and invest in soccer in the country and think of it as a business sector. You have to get the companies in the country to believe in your program and make investing in it seem attracting to the investors so that they actually care. This is something that could be done in every single country, but sometimes in certain countries there's a lot of corruption and there's a lot of reasons why soccer doesn't develop greatly in that in that country so and sometimes you know the country could be made up of like a hundred thousand people or twenty thousand people i mean yeah that's going to play a role in them developing in soccer too so you cannot really make it fair you can give them one uh, amount of money to like you know dedicate a yearly annual you know payment to each individual federation but when it comes to the competitions when it comes to let's just say the asian champions league or let's just say the asian cup no there's qualifications there's certain things that you have to do to get into this tournament now if you get into it yeah you're gonna get paid a lot more money and obviously the big teams because they're they're always making it they're gonna get paid more but if you're a team that's not making it, if you're a team that's not finding ways to have people invest in your money and to find the fen- funds that are necessary to compete, then of course this is going to happen. So I wouldn't blame the domestic competition. So like what we need to do here, it's like, okay, we have qualifications for this new combined Copa America. And even if the United States is not good enough to, to make the qualifications, then maybe they shouldn't be in the Copa America. And if that means that they get less money, then they get less money. If Brazil doesn't make it, then Brazil doesn't make it. Right, and, and that's a that's a fair assessment. Um, and you know what, Sirkau? You know what, Sirkau? Oh, uh, Curaçao? Oh, Curaçao, whatever that country is. I've never even heard Dang. of that country. Wow. I'm sorry. You are, but you, like, are hurt. you are talking crap on the good people of Curaçao, my friend. All respect to them, but I, I honestly never have heard of that country. They but. qualified to this tournament, and because of darn old time, COVID, right? it's their first time. they didn't they had, come. Yeah, yeah, that that sucks. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't say they were going to win it anyways, but as far as like... <laughs> As far as, I mean, maybe if they were good and maybe if they invested more in their soccer, then maybe they could win it. But listen, man, if you're good, you make it to the tournament and you get more money. And the more you qualify and if, if you take the championship home, I think you get way more money. And if you're big, that makes you bigger. But that's just how, how it goes. So that is, yeah, typically that is how let's, it goes. Let's, let's, long story short, soccer is all about <laughs> the fans. Let's give, let's give the fans what they want. And the fans want to see Argentina versus USA and Brazil versus Mexico. In like an official, on a in an official match, basis, in an official match basis. at the Bank of California Stadium in Los Angeles. Yeah. LAFC for the win. Just quick old uh, shout out to them. <laughs> so I want to get back to the Gold Cup bracket for a second and look at the matchups. All right, as a USA American fan, we're going to be playing in the quarterfinals, Jamaica. And quite frankly, I've just been so disappointed in how the United States is playing. I know it's a C team, to be honest, at best. But why are we only winning like 1-0, Ahmad? What is going on? We have more talent than that. All these players from all these other countries play in the MLS, including American players. Why is it that the Americans who play in the U.S. in the MLS are not providing quality football or soccer? Apologies. <laughs> yeah, I think chemistry is a huge factor here. I think we have been seeing a lot of different lineups for the United States 
men's national team. So I think chemistry um, is something that has been an issue. Uh, we've spoken about this. I think the United States has taken this more of not as seriously as 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 you know they used to in the past. So I think it's more about finding different options and having different players to test out in the future in World Cup qualifications. So I think with the current players that we have, we do have a chance. But uh, I think if the chemistry has improved in the past two games, I think we could possibly beat Jamaica. But also Jamaica can pull off a surprise. So um, it is concerning that we're only winning. Whoa, wow. You think Jamaica can beat USA in the quarterfinals potentially I mean I I, I it's possible I yeah. give it I give them it's, a chance I mean, I, they soccer, were man. I give soccer. them a chance for soccer sure. is you know soccer yeah. all you need is one chance uh, all you need soccer. is one chance and then you know now you have 11 defenders from the Jamaican side and it's so hard to break their defense it could happen but let's see let's see what ha- you know let's see how how this game plays out let's see um if Greg Berhalter can uh, if he's more set on a better lineup right now let's you know i mean in group stages against weaker teams yeah he better have a set lineup going into this quarterfinals because yeah. otherwise this, this game this game needs to be won i think yeah, if, we if in the next game you know because qatar is playing uh, uh el salvador el salvador so salvador let's you know, if well, I well, think Qatar, let, Qatar beats Salvador, Qatar goes. Well, let me get to that. Let me get to that. I'm being the optimist here, being an American fan. Yeah. And I'm gonna say that they beat Jamaica. That's the thing. And they so, move forward to the semifinals. And, and Qatar. And I also believe Qatar has the ability to defeat El Salvador. No offense, El Salvador, because they've played well. I think but Qatar, Qatar has is the real better test for I, the United States. Team. I totally agree, and this is my sticking point. Because this is going to be a semifinal, potentially, by Qatar, the inv- invited team, versus the team that is actually hosting the tournament, the United States. And it sucks because I see Mexico in the final, and you know what? The road to the final seems like it's much easier than the United States because of the fact that I think the United States will have to face Qatar. If, if Qatar had to face Mexico in the semifinal, I still think... But, I mean, Mexico would still probably face Canada. Right, right. Right now, the bracket stands at Costa Rica versus Canada and Mexico and Honduras. So, I, being the optimist and the guy and the romantic, I want Mexico USA just for the, just for the BS, the fighting, the 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 you know the rivalry, the throwing of the beer, the throwing the anger between the fans. You know, me uh, angry at Jorge, who's our another host, hey man, who's not here don't, today. Don't don't promote that shit. <laughs> don't be promoting that shit over here. I don't be promoting it, but it's just it's the rivalry. You're one of them you know? ones, huh? Come on, man. Like think about it. If you're gonna watch a game, you're gonna watch you want a story behind it. And if it's Mexico versus Qatar, I'm if I'm a Mexican player, I look at those guys and I'm just like these guys these guys don't even play anywhere near here. What's and, going on? And that's what I call the surprise factor. <laughs> that's what I call the element of shock. The Mexican players are going to be so shocked that the game's going to end 4-0 and the Gold Cup is going to be put in a museum in Qatar. And you're going to go see it once you go watch the World Cup in 2022. One. So let's so let's see here, man. 
you truly believe the Qatar is going to beat the USA. All right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> you know what? Fine, fine. I'll, I will indulge you in that happening for this segment. Qatar advances to the final in the Gold Cup against Mexico because I think Mexico will get there. They have the ability. They have the talent. They have the grit. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not I'm not just going to let this go right now and pretend like this didn't just happen. What so happened? in a couple of days, you went from not knowing who the fuck Qatar is to now believing that they're going to go to the final. Listen, man, I, I, it's not that I believe they're wow. going to go to the final, but would it shock me I'm that too good, the USA man. loses I'm too good. in the semifinals? No, it would not come as a shock to me that Qatar defeats USA in the semifinals. Oh. Oh. Uh, it oh. would not, because when I watch them play, I do see a little, like, Barca. Like, Tell I, me more. Like Tell I, me more. Okay, I'm only going to talk of what I know, okay? <laughs> and all I know about Qatar is there's this... There's this style of play that they've really adopted is the Barca style. Tiki-taka, slow it down, keep the pace. I mean, keep the possession. Don't give up the ball. And the players themselves don't necessarily have, like, the talent of, say, like, the, the players in Barcelona. But they're, they're, they're doing it. They're, they're, they're executing the plan the way it's supposed to be. Um, one of my favorite players that I remember a lot uh, from Qatar, his, his last name is uh, Kafif. I like that guy. I know he missed the penalty, but when I see that guy make a pass, he makes a pinpoint pass. So I I like it. I like that about him. So he's good. And yeah, man, let's see. I mean, it's cool that that you you feel that way now. And like I said, it's just because I know these players. Like, bro, one thing I was thinking about. So like, you know, that club I was telling you about, El Sad. Yeah. I think yesterday I was thinking about this. So. If El Sad played against any MLS team, I think El Sad would win because I think El Sad is like a better team than any MLS well, team. Like if they played against LAFC or if they played against, hey man, hey man, we don't talk bad about LAFC on right here, man. Yeah, no, All right? I get it, but like you know, I mean, I had to bring up the best team in the league. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, that's you're right, that's you're that's right. why you're I went with LAFC. Right. You know what I mean? I, I but mean, listen, listen. So I think El Sad would actually beat any MLS team. Not just that, but I think El Sad would actually beat any Mexican team too. I think El Sad could beat America or beat Chivas or Monterrey or like any team. Well, I don't know enough about El Sad, the club team, but I know how many players from El Sad are Eleven. currently... 11, yeah. right? 11. That's quite 11, 11 players play on the national team. <laughs> that's forever. quite a bit of yeah. influence from one club team. That's like Barcelona... Uh, with Spain, you know, back in 2011, 2012. The chemistry component is huge, bro. Like, when you talk about chemistry, I mean, that matters a lot. I do think that it does matter a lot because watching the USA play a f- different formation with different 11. You know, when you're, when you're Montari, time. yeah, when you're Montari from Qatar in the midfield, you know, you don't even have to look back. You know, Afif is going to be in the middle, you know. Uh, El Moiz Ali is always going to be, you know, somewhere in the 18 looking for that pass. You do know that Haidus is going to try to make that cut, try to make that key pass. So, and they've been doing this for like, they've been doing this for like about 14, 15 years. I'm telling you, these players have been playing together for that long. Yeah, and and honestly, it shows when I watch them play. So, watching 
watching the USA, I'm so worried, man. Like, it's just like, dude, how is it that the USA is going to lose? Because I hate being this guy, man. I don't believe in them going against Qatar. I just don't believe and, in them and that you know, much. And you know, I'm something, something about the United States team actually is, uh, you know, well, there hasn't really been anything official and COVID obviously had something to do with it, but we haven't really had like one lineup that has just been able to like play together, get that chemistry. There's always something, there's always, you know, clubs not letting the players go or players getting injured or uh, Berhalter playing with a different formation, but we haven't been able to get that chemistry and that's going to be huge for a team, you know, for us to have, uh, uh, goals and expectations in 2022 and 26 we gotta have guys play together and get used to playing together we gotta have that chemistry factor and we have to be we have to be strong at that so the united states federation needs to make that happen as much as possible i'm sure you know i see it our guys on the on the national team they look close and i mean like the key guys like giorena and pulisic and mckinney and tyler adams they seem like they have a good relationship but I'd like to yeah. see. Yeah. I'd I, like. I'd like to see more of that on well, the field. In my opinion, at best, what is on the pitch for this Gold Cup is a C team for the United States, and their starting team, like uh, their main I, team. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's just, a C team. It's no, C team, I wouldn't brother. say it's a C. It's bro, C come team. on, man. They got a C. Who do they got? A C man? team with to DK, me, in Shaq the, Moore, Daryl Dyke, DK, DK, or DK. Yeah, Daryl DK. If you're listening to this, my bad, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and I just okay. I only think about Shaq Moore, DK, and who else that could break into a 23 starting on the USA for like a World Cup coming up in a year, brother. A year, uh, just one year from December. That's when the World Cup is. Like, that's how close it is. That's how important these games are. For the United States. That's how important this chemistry building is. And Burhalter is just like continuing, continuing to play experiments. And I get it. The world qualifiers are coming up. I got that. It's not it's not just his fault. Whose fault is it? It's I mean the Federation too. The Federation has has a lot to do with organizing friendlies and the call ups and the timings and you yeah, know, things like yeah. that. And the same old thing that's been happening for years, which is Klinsman just a few years ago we were always complaining why are they constantly bringing MLS players only or a big portion of it to the national team and it bit them in the butt and that's why they didn't go to the World Cup and I in my opinion I think that comes from the Federation so you're probably right about that because yeah. there's no way Klinsman who is a German like national who knows how to compete did not want to pick the European based players over a majority of uh, MLS players. So I think the Federation is definitely influencing the the roster sheet. And that is the problem. That is the problem. Yeah, not just that. I mean, you know, it's the significance of influencing the roster sheet went as far as influencing the whole freaking soccer culture in the country for like four years. You had a lot of kids grow, growing up in the past since 2018 or actually before since the qualifications that grew up not knowing not seeing the united states in the world cup that's huge so the united states federation needs to get it together yeah and i just now with the olympics going on as the gold cup is going on i'm just very 
annoyed at the fact that the United States isn't in the Olympics. And I want to get to that because the Federation just... What are they thinking, man? Like, they didn't go to the Olympics. The Olympics are going on. And instead, we're playing a C team in the Gold Cup. I'm going to continue to call it a C team, man. I would have rather to Where see them play that Olympic team that didn't go to the Olympics instead of this team. Because what's the point of this tournament? What I, is the point of this tournament? What is the point of playing Zardis? Right. Zardis th- had his chance years ago. What's the point? And I he just, hasn't done anything with it. This, this shit makes me pissed, man. Dude, trust me. I'm getting riled up thinking about this. Trust me. Change the subject. <laughs> we're going to change the subject. We're not going to talk about the Federation. And... Because even like, all right, I'm just gonna say it, bro. <laughs> Here you go, man. So even like, as as a, you don't have e- to. E- okay, even as a player, you know, when you bring in an old player, sometimes you're like, all right, well, this guy didn't come to play. He's obviously not in our future. But you know, this guy came in so that he can influence the younger strikers and or like the younger defenders. I don't want Zardis to influence the, the younger strikers. Yeah, can you think about uh, Daryl <laughs> DK? Is I want him to leave them alone, man. <laughs> yeah, just think, just think about this for a second. Daryl DK is in the locker room right now, and, and Zardis is like, and and he's played in championship football. You know, scored goals. Hey, bro, goals, you should have shot that. And Zardis comes left. up to him and says, "Hey, buddy, let me help you out. I've been here. I know what's going on. I yeah, like do don't help him out. He's <laughs> fine. <laughs> <laughs> Daryl DK is probably looking at him like." Come on, man. Let's be real, man. Yeah, then he like well, takes him for a walk, and he's like, career. "Listen, bro. Let me, let me, let me tell you a story. All right. All right. So I went to the championship. I scored like twelve goals, and that like s- half a season I had there is bigger than your whole career. Dang. So shots fired to Jossie Zardes. Yeah, bro. I mean, what's it's it, look? It's not his fault. It's the fault of whoever called him up for the national team. Like, why? Like, what's the point, guys? We're trying to... We have a vision here. The future is bright. What are you guys doing? What is Zardes doing on the national team? I, I, what is Brad Gazan doing on the national team? I don't Brad want his Gazan influence is either. Like, I, I don't want him... I, I don't want I'm his influence. I'm not trying to age shame him, but he's an older gentleman, isn't he? Like, it's not... <laughs> I mean, I get it. Goalkeeper, you know, goalkeepers Buffon, actually, the other day, he said he wants to play until 50. So, I, I get it. I get it. You're a goalkeeper. But, like, what's the point? Like, is he going to be our goalkeeper in 2022 in the World Cup? Or is it going to be Stefan or Harv- Harvath? Or is it going to be uh, uh, Ochoa? Or is it going to be... We have a lot of other... O- Turner, Matt Turner, actually, too. We have, like, four different options that I can think of before Brad Gazan. What is he doing on the national team? You well, you could have chosen. I think he's the guy that is there with the experience. Even even yeah, Zach Steffen, even when you think about a player like Zach Steffen, I he mean, yeah, he's like okay. He I mean, like some players, you get why they have to be in the training camp with their teams, but some other players, it's like they don't have to be like yeah, Zach Steffen. Zach Steffen doesn't need to be with Man City. Zach, well, Zach right now Steffen, at the moment, right? He could easily be our goalkeeper right now at the moment, right? I totally agree. Because the English teams are letting. Uh, Actually, the English teams are not letting well, their... not all English teams... But it's an official... But it's FIFA days. Well, actually, they're not required to release players uh, for the Gold Cup. Because it is not... It, it's a, not the FIFA days. It yeah, is yeah, not right. officially a FIFA tournament. That's right. Or FIFA days. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Well, this was a very stimulating conversation on the Gold Cup and the upcoming Gold Cup bracket. We got games coming up on Saturday, 
to determine who makes it to the semifinals. And then on Sunday, the USA plays against Jamaica and Qatar, Salvador. Um, we're going to see what happens. And and <laughs> USA gets to play Qatar. But from there, I have no idea. But next time we talk to you, we're going to see it. We're going to talk about it. Isn't that right, Ahmad? Yeah, absolutely. Um, what's Today is uh, Thursday. Today Thursday. is Thursday, the 22nd. The, when is the... They play the game? on Saturday. Well, the United States plays on Sunday, the 25th. Mexico will what play time? on the 24th. USA plays at 6.30 p.m. So do not miss that, people. And right before that, at 4.30, it's Qatar versus El Salvador. What are you advertising I think that's the a good game? Watch. <laughs> Am I advertising? Well, if they're willing to pay me... To advertise, call me, buddy. I am available, Dylan Monroy. They don't, they don't even need to. You just did it for free. You told everyone to watch the game. <laughs> it's all practice, brother. It's all practice. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Anyway, guys, thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you guys next time. Peace out. Salam alaikum, everyone. Hello.